Refresh My Memory, the podcast about movies, memories, and refreshing beverages. I'm Eric Fell. I'm Jason Dedrick. And I'm Vicki Van. We are going to be talking about The Great Escape from 1963, directed by John Sturges, with a script by James Clavell and W.R. Burnett. At least that's what my handwriting says. <laughs> <laughs> James Clavell of Shogun fame? Yes. What? Wow. That's, that's a pull. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. They're, they're remaking Shogun. They're, they're, they've just remade it, I think. So. Yeah, yeah, oh, I think wow. you're right. They were shooting it out in uh, Langley at a golf course. Oh, wow. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Great Escape. What, what are our f- sort of first memories of seeing this film? Hmm, probably for me, I think my brother probably showed it to me. Yeah. Because he was a big Steve McQueen fan. Mm-hmm. And if you're a Steve McQueen fan, you have to show Steve McQueen to everybody else. <laughs> hey, speaking of showing Steve McQueen, this jacket that I'm holding here that we'll get a picture of is a U.S. Army Air Force uh, patterned a2 jackets, uh, the same kind that he wore in The Great Escape. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Nice. There you go. And I'm not even a Steve McQueen fan. <laughs> I'm a fan of this kind of jacket. You just like the jacket. It's the kind of jacket that punches Nazis. <laughs> so yeah, that was probably my first memory. How about you? Um, I think I saw bits of it when I was very little. My dad would watch horror movies and we'd always walk out and go, this is boring. Um, but I, my first full viewing oh no that was bullet never mind um <laughs> I, I went to fuzz fest which was the edgar wright hot fuzz festival movie festival that he did kind of across the states and we watched bullet and it became a few, huge steve mcqueen fan and watched this in its entirety soon after wow oh that's very cool so that, i i was at the fuzz fest yes. with, with you and uh, yes. ian and roger fredericks yes and, and you were there with people. with Sean. I was there with Sean Stewart. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was a fun time. Oh yeah, we lined up and and uh, we're I think we're second or third in line. We we waited outside the theater and waited for the line to like form. And right, as soon right, as somebody right, right. somebody showed up, we were like, okay, let's go get lunch. There's nobody there. Okay, let's go looking for let's go look at books. Okay. Oh, there's somebody there. Let's line up. And so we we ended up being like second or third in line, and got really good seats. Yeah. And then, so you went, when you got back to Vancouver, you watched The Greatest, you just, I gotta, yeah. I gotta inhale. I gotta see more Steve McQueen I movies. <laughs> so that, that was 2007, I think. ish yeah. 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 Time. Maybe I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Time. Fuzzfest. Sounds like a furry convention. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I didn't have my beard yet. Uh, there you go. <laughs> um. I, basically, it's like a Sunday afternoon movie for me. Mm-hmm. Is My memories of the movie are just turning on the TV and there it is a third of the way through to the point that when, when I watched it again recently, um, I didn't recall most of the first half of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I didn't recall that. I just re- remembered, I'll say the middle hour because it it's a three-hour movie. It's a long movie. It's yeah. a long movie yeah. and it... Um, I keep wanting to say Preston Sturges, but it's John Sturges <laughs> wanted uh, an intermission, and we found out where he wanted the intermission when we watched it again. When Katie and I watched it, and that's where, we're, where we paused it for our intermission, oh. and it works perfectly. Oh, where, cool! Where is the intermission? Uh, spoiler alert: There's people who die in this movie. Um, it's when uh, Ives, uh, Ives dies at the fence, and then yeah. it cuts to um, uh, you know, uh, I was going to call him, uh, cuts to Jurassic Park. <laughs> 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 
goes to Attenborough and he goes, we dig. And then it fades out. It's like, oh, that's a perfect, and it's almost exactly at the halfway point of the movie. Ah, okay. Um, but yeah, I, I have sort of good memories of just, oh, that's on TV. And, and, but what's weird is most of my memories of The Great Escape are Great Escape references. Yes. Yes. Um, I remember, um, I think The Simpsons did A Great Escape. With Maggie. With Maggie. And the Anne Rand School for yeah. Tots. <laughs> and yeah, she's liberating the, um, the pacifiers. Yes. For uh, all the kids. Yes. And it's this beautiful, they, they, she makes two attempts at it. Um, what she's doing is more Mission Impossible than Great Escape. <laughs> okay. Because uh, she's going through ducts and she's being lowered onto things and stuff. But there's like a great moment where like all the kids, all the little babies are signaling her with the little <laughs> Fisher Price um, wheelie thing and opening up a pop-up book. Um, what's also interesting though is it then goes from um, uh, a Great Escape to like alien or aliens when the Simpson family goes to get Maggie and they're walking in and it's just all the kids in um yeah <laughs> with the pacifiers like doing their little weird noises but it's it's very akin to um uh Ripley getting newt <laughs> walking through the egg field yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah um but yeah oh and I should say this is this was Katie's first time oh wow um and uh it's very interesting it's very interesting um Katie I'd never seen it. Katie was under the impression, as many folks I've spoken to are, that if they haven't seen it, they think it's kind of a romp because the music. Yeah. Yes, the music is crazy, right? It's... <laughs> yeah. So Katie was not prepared for Act Three of this movie, and we're okay to spoil the movie, right? Yeah. I think so. I mean, three people make it out, and it's not the three you think. Mm. Mm-hmm. And she, Katie was in tears. Katie was actually in tears going, I, what, what, who picked this movie? <laughs> and I said, Vicky. <laughs> and Katie has some choice words for you. Oh, no. <laughs> they are. I have cried twice in movies in my life. Really? Once at No Time to Die. And once at, um, that, once again, it, that's the most recent Bond film. Yeah. Um, doesn't go the way you expect. No. Um, and I, I guess that's because Katie loves a bleak ending. Katie's okay. favorite movie is The Thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she. Wow. Yeah, and she she said she's. Well, yeah. So her choice was you have you have caused her to cry at fifty fifty oh, percent okay. of her crying times. <laughs> there you go. Because for some reason well, it's your fault. Well, <laughs> <laughs> when Danny, especially when Danny gets free, you're just like, oh, we made it. Yeah. The claustrophobic guy made it to the boat. <laughs> yes, and Charles Bronson really did. Yeah, he was a minor. He was a minor as a child. Yeah. And he did suffer from claustrophobia. Yeah. So yeah. I do like a I do like a Charles Bronson (laughs) performance. I really do. I've got a I think he's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know if I've ever seen him in anything that I didn't like in it. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. Although I I haven't seen a whole lot of Charles Bronson movies because they came out when I was a toddler. (laughs) So a a lot of them are pretty 80s canon movie yeah. exploitation yeah. Michael Winner films with a lot of gross content yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't do the gross. He does the revenge against the gross and I'll leave yeah. it at that. Yeah. <laughs> the okay. Death Wish series, right? He was he, Death Wish? Exa- yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was, yeah, he was Dan Death Wish. <laughs> <laughs> it's pronounced Death Wish, you would say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that my memories of the film are just almost, I don't want to say, a kind of almost background noise. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, and also of course remembering the uh, Steam Queen whenever he gets into the cooler tossing that ball. Yes. And the knowledge now that like anytime you see that in a movie, that is a that is a reference to uh, Steve McQueen. So mm-hmm. like, um, I think even Thor two I think has that. One of the <laughs> Thors has Loki just <laughs> throwing a ball. You think they would have taken that away from him? That would have been a good punishment. I think it would be to take that glove away from him, but they don't. In fact, the, everybody's treated very respectfully. Yes. Yeah. Which I guess is true. The Luftwaffe was was um, kind of anti-Hitler. They yeah. were kind of more aristocrats, and and yeah. they were more about honor and all this <laughs> stuff. Not that they were great or anything. But. <laughs> but I suppose it's easier to have that mindset when you're not stuck in the front all the time, where yeah. you basically go to your tiny little office, fly in the air, and never see people's faces, yeah. and, and then come home. Um, but I read that in some of the survivors of that, of, of the POW camp, um, were shown a screening of the film and they basically said that, yeah, don't know, that's, that was the vibe. Hmm. The, yeah. they, they said, especially the first half. Obviously, it's very fictionalized. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, that was the vibe that, that they say it was and I'm not going to argue. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, I'm not going to be a historical <laughs> deconstruction. Well, actually, because it's an anti-fact, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's what it felt like to you? Then that's what it was. Right. Yeah. Take the high road. (laughs) But yeah, it's one of those movies that I think this is probably the first time I've ever seen it all the way through in order. Because yeah, you either come in at the beginning or you come in halfway through and turn it off or you come in at the end. And so I pieced it together. In fact, I think there was one scene. Shit, I tried to remember what it was because that would have been a good thing to do on a podcast. Like if you were doing a movie podcast (laughs) and you wanted to describe something accurately for people at home to listen to. I should have remembered what it is. <laughs> and I didn't. But there was, I'm sure there was one scene, right, probably not, it's, it's somewhere in the middle that I've either left before or came in too late. Oh, it'll come to me. I'm guessing it's, <laughs> I'm guessing it's Donald Pleasance pretending that he's not going blind. <laughs> nope. Okay. I, 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 I just thought I'd throw that in. <laughs> that was a good guess. Is it I, Steve McQueen getting mad that they want him to break out and get captured no but it's, no. it's it's somewhere in there somewhere. that's i uh, thank you for reminding me because yeah that's about where I, I, it might even have been that okay. but i have seen that before but it was right in that realm we're just like i don't remember this part of the movie was it was, it, was it james garner being incredibly likable because i'm going to tell you that's the whole movie yes that's shiny the, and likable yeah that's his that's his whole career is just there's james garner i like that guy that guy's nice. he's that's... just he's i've never he's got the most affable uh vibe of any actor I can think of. Mm. Like he's just, and of course I'm seeing him here as the scrounger and I'm a huge Rockford fan. Right. So now I'm like, oh, he's just playing Jim Rockford. <laughs> yeah, somewhere between Maverick and Rockford, yeah. right? He, he was a scrounger in the Korean War. Uh, uh, James Garner was. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And a number of the actors in the movies were um, RAF. Yeah. Like, like flew with the RAF. And I think Donald Pleasance actually spent time in camp. Yeah, oh, wow. he did. And yeah. he, he went to Sturgis with like recommendations and was... Uh, was told to keep his opinions to himself <laughs> until somebody told Sturgis that he'd actually spent some time in a in a concentration camp or mm, a yeah. stalag, <laughs> and and he was like, oh okay, well you can be a technical advisor. <laughs> um, <For> promotion. <laughs> but yeah, at first Sturgis was just like, uh, keep it to yourself. <laughs> so this wasn't like a Christopher Lee Peter Jackson thing where Christopher <laughs> Lee's like, that's not what a guy sounds like. When he, yeah, that's fair. 
And it's funny because just last week there was a little one-hour documentary, one of that, whatever that show is that Morgan Freeman hosts. I think it was called Great Escapes, actually. Oh, wow. Oh. And it was about this. And so uh, it's, you know, it's quite accurate to what it was. I mean, the funny thing is, is as you're watching it, when the guy's making the 200 suits mm-hmm. and they're making everything by hand, you're just like, so did they escape in, what, 57, 58? Is that when it was? Was the war long done by the time they get their shit yeah, together? Yeah, where they get the hats? Yeah. Felt hats with like yeah. little bows and, yeah. and feathers and shit. Well, another thing that Katie had mentioned was that uh, over the first half, she said, I was expecting more Steve McQueen. Mm. He's not... So was Steve McQueen. <laughs> he was mad. Was, was Wait, really... Steve McQueen was cranky about yeah, something? he was no. cranky about it. No. He's like, I leave for half an hour of the film. I'm in the cooler. <laughs> so they had to rewrite a few bits, and they almost wrote him out. But uh, the, the studio was like, no, uh, we need him to make the film successful. Um so they did not. They just brought in a new writer and added a few scenes. And oh, okay. Yeah. He has top billing, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Or does Richard Attenborough? Have? No, it's he's Richard Attenborough. I think is third. Maybe yeah. he is third. Yeah, James Garner's two. Yeah. And, yep. Okay. Yeah, Steve McQueen. There's a um, if we ever. I want to save it in case we ever do Towering Inferno. But there's a great <laughs> Steve McQueen top billing versus first billing uh, pissing match he had with uh, Paul Newman mm. over the poster for Towering <laughs> Inferno. <laughs> he seems cantankerous. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, I think he was James Garner's neighbor in real life, was he not? No, neighbor he was, and frenemy, I think. Yeah. No, I think Paul Newman was, he used to like toss cans <laughs> into Paul Newman's yard and piss off Paul Newman. And I know James Garner and him were really good friends because they were both, they were both really big car nuts. So. Yeah, I had also, I, I heard the Steve McQueen, I heard, a, I, maybe it's apocryphal, but he, um, they were staying in some place and, one was in the floor above, and Steve McQueen uh, basically pissed into into James Garner's plants. I'm sorry to bring it down to this level. There's a story about that, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sorry. I think we're in need of a refreshing segue. <laughs> I'm so sorry. There was uh, some drinking in this uh, movie, mm. Moonshine, yeah. which they seem to be Delighted by, wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like the great Owen Wilson once said. <laughs> once? Once, <laughs> once said. Um, uh, but uh, we've done moonshine before, so yeah. uh, we, we won't do moonshine this time. Yeah. Plus, I don't think we, had, I think we had the British uh, <laughs> servicemen's reaction to it, which was like shattering. It was shattering. Shattering. <laughs> But uh, Ian was able to find a drink online called The Grape Escape. Nice. Huh? Sounds like the movie title. (laughs) Exactly, right? That's what I was thinking. (laughs) And so it's a lovely drink with grapes in it, which will fight scurvy, right? Mm -hmm. Which you have to watch out for when you're in a prison camp. (laughs) It's got vodka. uh, It's got vermouth. It's got lime juice. It's got muddled grapes. It's got demerara sugar and grapes for garnish. We'll have the recipe up on the website. Okay. So great for what? Garnish. James Garnish? <laughs> I have to go. I'm so sorry again. Are you trying to instill grapes of wrath? <laughs> but talk amongst yourselves while I throw some ice in this and we'll shake it up. Okay. So there are a couple of inaccuracies in the movie. One is the Tunnel King was Canadian. Yeah, they, they pulled an Argo. Yeah. They... they, they smashed together a bunch of different characters who are actually 
part of the story to make an amalgam and yeah. yeah. And yeah, I don't think um, it was weird that James Coburn played Dick Van Dyke's character for Mary Poppins. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the the and accents then, are then, atrocious. And then he, and then he's like, "Cool, blimey, I'm Australian." <laughs> are you? There was one Canadian so. in there who was like, "What are you doing about it? About it." If you hear, sound, about it. If you hear any sound in the background, that is ice being shaken with nice. a copious amount of vodka. <laughs> This takes me back to my other podcast, where there'd be a lot of shaking. A whole lot of shaking going on. Woo. There we go. Oh, that looks delicious, by the by. Let me get a photo. In the documentary, yes. I think it said there was only like five guys that knew the extent of the escape. And so they obviously had to spread it around to more characters in the movie, but... There was guys giving signals, apparently, that they didn't even know what they were giving a signal for. Have you heard that before? Like, they, they, they said, if a guy comes along, you turn your hat. Yeah. And then if, that, if you ever see that guy turn his hat, you bang on a door. Okay. <laughs> for what? Just do it. And then the guys are banging on the table. So nobody well, knew. You know, that, that is brilliant. That army is... people who take orders and don't ask questions. Thank you. You're welcome. The Grape Escape. The, the Grape Escape. To James Garner. Mmm. <laughs> That's neat. Oh wow. I mm. yeah. Grape and lime well, together. Grapey. <laughs> like not not purple. Yes, yeah, so that's what I was thinking, right? Because you're thinking that it's gonna be like a grape juice. Mm -hmm. And it is grape juice. It certainly tastes like grape juice, mm -hmm. but the whole vision of this is com <laughs> completely confounding. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, honestly, it looks like a hazy IPA with, with some ice cubes in it. Yeah. This Feels would even confound the Nazis. <laughs> Which I think is what we're after doing here. We also have some snacks, some British chocolate uh, called Heroes, appropriately. You're not going to try to force it into my pocket and take my ID, are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it Werner? I think Werner. it was Werner. Werner. Poor Werner. Well, he's a Nazi, so but he doesn't want to be. Here is oh, it smells really chocolatey, but no. they're all wrapped. Yeah, they're all sealed. Should it smell chocolatey? Is that just the air from the plant? Maybe or the plant from the chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> from the factory. You got the, dairy milk. The, the chocolate factory. Wisps. Wispa. Crispy crunch. Crunch. I Bite? I'm going to take a whisper because I assume it's not crunchy. <laughs> and uh, our producer will very much appreciate me not crunching into the microphone. Just something called fudge. <laughs> just, 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 just fudge. Just fudge. Huh. What do you, Here, what do you suppose that is? I don't know, but these are like, are these Hogan's heroes? <laughs> I think I will take just the fudge. <laughs> um, yeah. I was going to say, uh, uh, Tammy Golden. Uh, who is uh, who was a writer for Mad Magazine and, and uh, Mystery Science Theater, tweeted just last night uh, a great escape joke, and it was the pitch meeting for Hogan's Heroes, and it was, it was the pitch meeting was, uh, uh, okay, get this. Hogan's Heroes, yeah? It's the great escape, but nobody dies. <laughs> <laughs> 
which uh, reminds me of the Sony PlayStation 2 video game <laughs> where you play all the different characters. And the end of the game is you're Steve McQueen and you make the jump over to Switzerland and it says, congratulations, you have escaped. And then it cuts to a little montage of, <laughs> of um, you know, James Garner and Donald Pleasance in the plane and they tap in the gas thing and then the gas thing goes from empty to full and then they just fly away. Wow. <laughs> and then there's, he was like, oh, don't worry, we found everyone else. You won't be captured. Like, like you actually... Um, when you have to, you know, the whole like thank you or the good luck scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have to evade capture after the good luck scene and then you can escape. And <laughs> I was kind of, I was watching this because uh, you can just watch entire playthroughs of video games. I just watched the last couple of minutes of this game. Like, what, what the <laughs> hell am I watching? Like, what? <laughs> Why would they do this? And of course, Katie, this is just after the movie and Katie's just like, I hate this. <laughs> The movie is so good. This is so... Like, she was genuinely like, this is so disrespectful to the filmmakers and to the real people. I'm like, yeah, it kind of... Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got away. You got away. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, it said in the documentary when that awful ending did happen mm-hmm. uh, that it was an order from Hitler himself. Yes. And, wow. uh, and it was really a turning point because a lot of his... Uh, Comrades, uh, uh, higher ups, people yeah. in the high command were like, "I don't, I don't think that's we should have done that. That's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of wrong. Like you're doing a lot of wrong stuff, but that one rubs us the wrong way." And yeah. it started a little bit of a. a oh. uh, well, like, I think because their their reasoning was because if we do that to our British prisoners, what are the British going to do to our prisoners? Yeah. Mm. And the so the generals, I think, were were worried about that. And um, there was an interesting quote by the guy. The uh, the commandant of the real, um, the commandant of the of the real place actually wound up in later years like he was super against all that, and he wound up donating material to like a memorial. Oh, wow! Um, and he was and uh, the prisoners testified. Some prisoners and other people testified on his behalf at a hearing because there was a big hearing after the war, and um, they just went, no, no, he was. Yeah, he was, he was not one of those people who did that specific thing. And, and that's really all I can say. I don't want to defend any Nazis. Here. No, no, you don't want to. I don't <laughs> want to defend like, oh, I sure. But I mean, as, as, I don't want to defend him either. But when he gets taken out at the end, I was like, oh, I, I wonder if things turned out all right <laughs> for him. Or did he get murdered outside the gate? So the fact that he was... Uh... Yeah, he got wounded in Russia. And then he spent time in a British POW camp. And he died in the 60s oh. at age... 82, I think. Wow. Was he trying to dig his way out? Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So there's mention of moonshine and there's tea and Napoleon brandy is mentioned once in the movie. But uh, to make a drink Mm -hmm. based on this film, we don't want to just pile together the things they've mentioned, do we? Yeah, because they also mentioned Perrineau. At they the do? end, yeah, at the the scene, the James Coburn scene oh, at the yeah. cafe, at the cafe, mm, right? Hmm. So yeah, those are the things they mentioned. I don't know if I don't know if that would mix well. No, all <laughs> of them. I don't think so. Unless you're a big black licorice fan and you want that to override all the all <laughs> of the other flavors, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. It's then a, I hate it. A nice <laughs> flavor. Yes. It was bright yellow in the movie. Uh, I'm pretty sure it tastes like it. Oh, I, no, no, I believe you. I absolutely defer <laughs> to anybody else's uh, uh, liquor knowledge over my own. But, no, I think it is. I, I don't know if it's actually made from anise 
or whether it's another herb that tastes like an eel. <laughs> but I think it is. So yeah, but uh, a great escape. A great escape. A great escape drink mm. that we're going to create. That has nothing to do with what we're drinking now. Yeah, that's right. That's we're going to turn that over. pretty good. Wow. I mean, we could do something with... German schnapps or something oh. mm -hmm. because we're gonna. Or, but was it actually in Poland? My who cares? We're not gonna. <laughs> splitting um, hairs now. Yeah, I don't. Want, I don't want to. I don't want to recommend putting wheatgrass in it to represent the grass from the hole <laughs> because somebody has to drink this. <laughs> That's right. Um, but this this one I found a tough one to sort of put put stuff together. Yeah. It does need a James Garnish though, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's on the Rockfords. <laughs> So we got ice in it. <laughs> That's there Maybe we go. James Garner okay. on the rock. So we have ice. It's That's gonna, great. <laughs> it's gonna look like Steve McQueen's. Yes, apparently. No, no, that's that's, uh, that's Le Mans. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the Great Escape. <laughs> what does schnapps taste like? Is it always peppermint, or is it schnapps an actual? I think schnapps is a, a general term for yeah for, for a kind flavored of, kind of liqueur, for like a flavored can, liqueur. Hmm. They come in different flavors. Wow, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Well, it's obviously it's a cool drink. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's on the Rockfords. It's on the Rockford, and Steve McQueen is the cooler king. Yes. Um, stuff you just find around the house because uh, Garner's a scrounger. Yeah. Um, oh, we could do scotch in honor of um, eyes. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Scotch and schnapps does not <laughs> sound appealing though. <laughs> Remember we used to do that act together, Scotch and Schnapps. Scotch and Schnapps, yeah. That was, uh, yeah, we were a great double act. Uh, it was great back in the days when the CBC only had radio. <laughs> Wayne and Schuster took our spot. <laughs> so we got Scotch on the Rockfords. What's the garnish going to be? What's the James Garnish going to be? It's just a little James Garner picture with, on a toothpick. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that could be representative of James Garner, and then, then the ice could be, because it's a cooler drink, then yeah. that'll represent Steve McQueen. And we will put schnapps, but I think there's a butterscotch schnapps. Oh. So we'll put a little shot of butterscotch schnapps in there for the sweet soundtrack provided by... <laughs> and I think it would go better with scotch than peppermint. Yes. 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 Butterscotch schnapps, scotch on the Rockfords, <laughs> James <laughs> Garnish, <laughs> for good measure. And what are we going to call it? Uh, tunnel Vision. Tunnel <laughs> Vision. Perfect. That is, the per that is the perfect name. So, final thoughts on The Great Escape. I think watching it now, um, I'm impressed by the pacing. Um, it is a very long film, but it doesn't feel like three hours. Uh, it has, like, really strong act structure um yeah it, and just the the camaraderie and the the uh the friendships and the the relation the, everyone has an arc even even the Luftwaffe colonel who's in charge of the thing has an arc um yeah it was it's a it's a one of my favorite films yeah, no, I certainly, whenever I see it on, I don't necessarily turn it off unless I have to leave the house. It's just, a, <laughs> it's a comforting kind of a, a film. Mm. And uh, yeah, just great performances by everybody. 
And uh, it almost seems like it's like it's too good in a way. Like if, if if you hadn't seen it as often as you did, and I said there was a movie with all these guys, and you say no, no, you've confused two different movies or something like that. <laughs> you, yeah, you're talking Magnificent Seven, which was yeah. also John Sturges' movie, yeah. which also had James Coburn and yeah. Steve McQueen and, <laughs> and a couple of other and Charles Bronson and Charles Bronson, yeah. yes, yeah. And there almost is that. There was a strange thing I saw. This is uh, this just popped into my head now because uh, the very first time. And you'd have to go back and look at it if you've got it still uh, available for you. The first time uh, he goes into the cooler, him and Ives, uh, there's a strange framing. And off on the side of the screen, you can see the German soldier in the hallway crammed up against the door. I think. Oh. <laughs> well, I gotta, I gotta check that so out. So it looks like, you know, like it's like it's the set. It's like he's on the outside of, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a stage set almost. Like, okay. oh, you're going to be in jail now. And, you know, you'd, you'd, of course, be playing to the audience so you can't have a wall in front of you. That's what it seems like. And I was like, I went back and watched it again. I'm like, I think there's a guy, but he's crammed right up against the, right up against the door. <laughs> so you see his sleeve. So, uh, yeah, please check that out. And if you're listening to the show and you have access to it, leave it in the comments and say, am I right? Is there a guy crammed up against the cooler door when Steve McQueen's in there? And as our folks uh, want to do on the Internet, uh, please let us know if we're wrong. If we're hor- For example, I did, I did put an error in here. Not intentionally, I found out later. But if you can find the movie reference error, uh, please, uh, please do so. In fact, if you want to make yourself tunnel vision, uh, take a picture and send it our way along with any questions, comments, etc. to uh, sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. I'm Eric Fell. You can find me at Eric Fell on all of your social medias. I'm Jason Dedrick. You can find me loitering around uh, the back of restaurants <laughs> looking for free food. <laughs> I'm, I'm Vicky Van. I'm at Shut Up Nerd on Twitter. Thank you. Bye. Bye.